Welcome to Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. I'm Solyndron Buller, your host. Our guest today is Dr. Marwin, a teacher of the philosophy of life, an artist of chiropractic experiences and studies. He helps people to reach their inborn potential all around the world. He has spent the last years studying the human brain and nervous system. He is here to share his knowledge, experience, and understanding on how we can integrate our life experiences so that we may perform at higher levels and states of mind. A world traveler who has been mentored by the most fascinating minds in natural healing and spirituality and business. Welcome, Dr. Marwin. Thank you, Solendra, and honored to be here. That was a flattering intro. <laughs> well, it's great. It's, a, it's such an honor to, to have you on the show. And uh, I just, uh, I mean, I definitely know you, but if you can just share a little bit about yourself with the listener. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I currently, I'm a chiropractor. I'm practicing in Ecuador. But, you know, I always tell people when they ask me this kind of question, like, who are you, what you do? Like, I'm not a title, right? Yeah, we have titles, you know, man, woman, doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever. Yeah, but those are just things that have been given to us based on experiences we've had and things we've accomplished. Yeah, but, you know, first and foremost, I'm just a human being, a being of light in this wonderful experience of life. And who am I to put myself above anyone else? I think we're all here together to share our experience. So that is what I'm about. And that's how I present myself. And that's why where I got the term teacher of the philosophy of life was one of my mentors, Dr. Arno. He told me that one of his mentors, you know, because we're called doctors of chiropractic. Well, doctor really just means teacher. And I'm sure you know that already. And in chiropractic, uh, it's based on a philosophy of life. It's a philosophy that everything universe has, every, is, is a, there's a universal intelligence that gives uh, matter its uh, existence. And so we, we're just honoring the laws of nature. So that, so that is actually what all I'm doing is I'm just a facilitator and a teacher of the philosophy of life. As simple as really what I do. And when I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, because when I first started, I wasn't sure I was in the right profession. Because right? in academia, you get caught up in the one plus one equals two, the science. And there's, there's, there's all validity to that. Right? Yes. But we live in a world now where we, we, go, we, we understand that we can go beyond what is framed. Like our, our box, we don't live in a box. And it changes what we can do and, and what we can become. So okay. that's, that's a little bit, just a little, that's just a tiny bit of what I'm about, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's great. It's so refreshing to hear that you are beyond your title. I mean, how important is that in a time that we're going through right now? And I also know that uh, you have said many times that living in, um, living in fear versus living in trust. I know that that's a huge part of who you are. Can you elaborate on that for the listener? Yeah, so the first time I came across this concept uh, was that Dr. Fred Barge many years ago wrote a book called Life Without Fear. Mm. And, you know, then, you know, I'm learning from many different teachers, uh, many different uh, and all different 
they talk a lot about, you know, trusting the body, trusting this intelligence inside of you. And I thought, why are we talking about living without fear? We should be talking about living in trust. So just reframing it right in a different context. So, so I started rather than trying to say, okay, let's live without fear. I was like, let's live life in trust because that's exactly what we want to do. That's what exactly what we're explaining to people. Um, so what we're seeing is when you live in fear, you're actually shutting. It's actually the, you know, there's studies on this and people can research them and look them up. It's actually shutting down the mechanisms of your body, your immune system, your ability to perceive your surroundings, your ability to make a rational decision of being compromised when you're living in fear. And as you know, like a, a good friend, Dan Pena says, fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. So, and I totally agree with that because uh, it's only what you allow to become your reality that becomes real and which is what fear is. If you, if you, if you decide that I'm going to get scared of the spider then that spider is going to freak you the hell out. Mm -hmm. But if you decide that the spider is a living conscious being just like me, and maybe it's lost its way and it's entered onto my house and it's on my table staring at me, maybe I can help it guide, help guide it where it needs to be. What fear are you in? There isn't on, there isn't any, right? Mm -hmm. And so living in trust is about empowering yourself, empowering yourself to be, uh, all that you can be in your health, in your business, in your relationships. Because if you aren't able to trust that you were born with all the mechanisms inside of you to keep you healthy and alive, you're not able to uh, trust yourself. Then, how, first of all, no one's going to trust you, and how can you trust others? And it goes back to the simple concept of uh, the self love, right? What is self love? Like you hear this all the time. Well, if you can't love yourself, no one's going to love you. And it's the same with trust. So all these things that we talk about, love, trust, you know, uh, gratitude, they're all really derivatives of the same form. And fear is the thing that is there as a protection mechanism, not as a permanent living mechanism. Like if I'm put in a situation uh, where there's a tiger in the room, of course you're going to get freaked. You're going you're gonna to have fear for a second, but that's your defense mechanism. But you don't stay in fear forever. Mm -hmm. So they, this is the key. Like uh, being aware of your situation mm -hmm. is massively different than drowning your situation. That's... And so this is, the main, this is the main concept of living in trust versus living in fear. Yeah. At least in my uh, limited understanding to this point, I would say that I don't know everything. I'm still, I'm always a student. I always say I'm always a student, but from my understanding to this point, that's what it's about. <laughs> no, that's beautifully put. I think that you're right on, you know, um, fear, fear can actually really totally drown you. And at this time in history, I believe that there is a lot of that going on. Are you feel, finding a lot of that happening in Ecuador at this time as well? How, how are things down there? Yeah, I definitely, you know, it's, it's just palpable in the air, unfortunately. Like you, just, you just leave your house and you walk outside in the street. It might be two people on the road, you know, unfortunately, even in the hours that we are able to go out, not many people have the courage to go out. And I understand, you know, I don't blame them for the actions. We all make decisions based on our situation. And I'm not here to say what someone should or shouldn't do in these times. I believe we should respect whatever we believe in and find what's comfortable for ourselves. But you can just feel the fear in the air. Like mm -hmm. it's, 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 
it's a, you know, you don't even have to speak to anybody. You can, you, it's a, it's, it's a palpable energy of confusion, uh, of loss, of grief. And just, just, a, it's just a yearning for something else that you can feel people are, are just really, it's, 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 it's very, it's very heavy, you know, mm-hmm. as you said, and you can feel it. And is there any tips that you have for anyone that is out there that you come across, which is in, in the depth of fear of no return? Like, what would you suggest to them? Is there something that you know from all the experience and knowledge and understanding that you have? Yeah, so, you know, I always say, I can't teach you anything. You have to, you have to experience it for yourself or you have to gain an understanding for yourself. All I am here is to be a guide and a facilitator. So to overcome this fear, people need to understand how their body works, the biology that is them, mind, body, and soul in a unison as a connective force that keeps you alive. Your body is not designed to destroy you. Your body is not designed uh, to make you not live, to kill you instantly. No, your body, if in the right conditions, without interference, it's designed to protect you. It's just, it's, it's designed to keep you alive. So not only do you survive, but you thrive. You see, the, the, why, where is this fear coming in the world right now of this, uh, you know, yes, there's a virus or, or, or whatever, and people need to understand how this mechanism works. Okay, like your, your body, like nature is not out there to get you. Like there's nothing, it's because we have to think of it like this. Uh, the earth is our host. Right? We live in this earth. Our body is our host. We live in this body. Right? If we demolish our body or if we demolish our world, of course, the probability of us living for a long period of time is going to decrease. Now, if we put the right ingredients into our body, if we honor the environment we live in and respect it and take care of it and we take care of ourselves in the same manner, then obviously we're going to have a higher chance of living because your vehicle is like a car, right? If you take care of your car, it's going to work. If you destroy your car, if you don't change the oil, you don't clean it from the inside or out, you know, uh, how is it going to work properly? It's not. You know, if you don't align the wheels, it's going to fall apart. It's the same with your body. So this, so I'm not saying that we neglect anything that's going on in our current situation, society, in the world. You know, we must understand that, okay, yeah, we have a situation, but what are we doing to improve our immune system? What are we doing to improve the system that is us? People forget that we are the technology. And if you look at history, how did we ever survive to this point today? Like our ancestors were going through a tra- traumatic periods of time throughout history that we have been blessed to not have to experience. Like I, we haven't gone through world wars. You know, we haven't gone through the black plague. You know, we, we're getting a really we find poor connection. In poor connection. Uh, we lost that is for a even moment. greater than. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We oh, yeah I was just saying, like, you know, our ancestors went through. Uh, explain that again yeah so you know we, we like our ancestors went through times where bombs were dropping on their heads you know hundreds of years ago they had the bubonic plague or the black plague 
and, and they were more courageous in these times than we are. Now, I'm not saying that what we're doing is incorrect or not correct. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that. But I think we need to recognize that there's a lot to be grateful for. There's a lot to be, there's a, there's a lot to trust in our body. That's right. A hundred percent. Now I know that you've also said um, that in a world of fear and judgment, being yourself has become revolutionary. Would you share your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. I actually just came up with this recently and cause you know, you hear all this like revolutionary talk going on around the world. And I was like, okay, yeah. Hi. You know, just, so you just kind of joined a couple of thoughts together there. Yes. Yeah, so, so we're not able to be ourselves because we're afraid of what other people might think. And this is a tragedy because the only way you can really serve yourself and the people around you is by being yourself. And being yourself, giving your unique contribution to the world, not only is going to upregulate your health, your immune system, because you're going to be in a positive state of being, you're going to be in an empowered state of being. It's going to upregulate the, the courage, the environment around you, the people around you to be the best they can be. And this is critical in the time we're in right now. Okay, the, okay well, maybe we have to stay at home. Maybe we have to follow certain guidelines. Maybe we can't do the things we ought to do. But the least thing that we can do is be ourselves, be the best expression of ourselves, do what we love to do, even in restricted times. And that is going to empower people around you to look at things in a different way. And it's, and you know, if we really do believe that, you know, we hear the cliche all the time, be yourself, really believe that that is the thing to do. Well, then now is the perfect time to do it because maybe before you couldn't be yourself, right? You had a job you didn't like. You, maybe you were studying something. You didn't know why you were studying it. Maybe your parents told you to study it. You're just doing it for the sake of it uh, because you thought, well, you know, I get a four-year degree, I get a job excellent blah 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 but in reality now you have a time to reflect and be like okay uh i'm gonna eat healthier i'm gonna you know maybe meditate like what you teach uh, i'm going to you know actually you know what i like to play guitar i don't care about what anyone thinks i'm gonna start playing even if it sounds like crap and i feel amazing about it that's this is great. a time to express this is beautiful that's right now i know that um you've had a, an incredible journey thus far and um, <laughs> share with, a, with the uh, listener your big awakening in your life. Was there a big awakening? Was there something that shook you and said, hey, you know, wake up. Uh, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, pardon me there. Uh, but I think the, 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 you know, it's kind of funny, this question, because all throughout our life, I feel the universe has been trying to wake me up, right? From a young little boy into teenage years, into young adulthood. The, the problem was I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't aware of the signs and signals around me. So it really, I guess it would really have to, there were, so obviously there were many triggers along the way. So I think the moment that and when you realize that you know okay maybe uh oh yeah sorry yes yeah, so i think that the moment that my life started to shift and i started realizing that you know what these triggers like 
oh, my parents were like this. They don't let me do what I did. My dad always used to tell me this. I don't like my dad. Um, the, the country I live in sucks. They don't understand me. Uh, these people are, are making fun of me. They don't get me. Or maybe it was, you know, they didn't pick me on the team because X, Y, and Z. You know, everyone loves to be a victim, right? When I started realizing that all these experiences actually were not negatives, they were massive blessings in disguise. When I was able to reshape these memories, realize that everything was always in divine order, it was just my perception that was off, is when I had a great awakening. And this definitely started in 2013, right? So let's back up a little bit. So around two, before that, you know, I had gone through a lot of stuff, you know, uh, I finished college, started working, right, all that stuff. I got in trouble with the law, quit my job, you know, broke up my girlfriend, et cetera, et cetera. But none of that stuff was actually the issue. The issue was the baggage I was carrying around for the hatred of my surroundings where I grew up, maybe my family. And, you know, a lot of people are not vulnerable enough to share this, but everyone experienced this at some point. So then fast forward 2013, I was like, you know, I, did, I actually didn't work for 18 months because what happened was when you're at home, like we are right now, uh, you start researching everything. <laughs> and I came to a conclusion that everything, uh, which was a false conclusion, but I'll come to, uh, I'll explain that a little bit. Like, you know, like government, religion, education, healthcare, finance, like every sector of society, I started realizing, okay, um, it's not exactly quite what we were taught. There seems to be a lot of corruption. And out of sheer principle, I, just, I didn't want to take a job because every time I look at a job, I'd research the company and I'd find out, okay, they are connected to this, this way, this is corrupted, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't end up doing anything. You know, obviously being in an Indian family, my parents are like, what the hell are you doing with your life? You know, get, you know and, and luckily my parents, you know, even though at that time I was not aware of it, my parents were helping me a lot by allowing me to be there, right? Because really what they should have done is kicked me out and said, okay, you can figure it out because you've given, you've given you enough time and support you got to get your shit together <laughs> <laughs> that yes yeah. the hard school that's right yeah and then eventually i started doing a meditation program at the beginning of 2013 and it wasn't really so much about sitting in this corner by yourself in silence it was really just teaching me concepts at first because first i think you need to understand what the hell is going on with your life before you can actually dive into fixing yourself <laughs> You have to become aware of the situation first, right? You can't actually, because uh, if you just sit there, you don't understand, you're just going to keep diving into your own dungeon. So first of all, you need to start changing your perceptions. You have to start shifting the memories of the past so you can, you can shape your present and future. And, and, I run, and at that time, I was working in the hotel with my dad. So he helped me, you know, by giving me something to do. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I should do something. <laughs> and it was, after, it was two months after I started meditation program, I was working in the hotel, and we hired a carpet cleaner and he said, what, what are you doing working here? Did you not study anything? And I said, yeah, I did, but it didn't really interest me. And he picked up on my philosophy, you know, and I told him, yeah, I was going to go into like medicine and things. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with those disciplines. It just wasn't for me. And he told me, have you heard of Life University? And I was like, what the hell is that? That's a corny ass name for a school. You know, later I'd come to find out why it was called that. And, I, and he told me two sentences about chiropractic. And I was like, okay, cool. So and I went to Atlanta two months later for Wyndham Hotel training. I went to visit the campus. 
And what triggered me was I saw a sign that said vitalism, that everything in the universe is conscious, it's self-maintaining, it's self-healing. And, uh, and I was like, that's the same thing I'm learning in my meditation class. There's a profession for this and I don't have to be a monk. Hell yeah, I'm in. So, and since then, all we're doing. Okay, that's the cutting out on us again. Diving into the world of natural healing. All I've, all I've been doing since then is diving into the world of spirituality, natural healing, and trying to figure out how is it that I can empower myself. And then once I get out, how is it that I can serve? It's a great awakening moment to come back to your question was the process of all of that is figuring out that my whole life has been a blessing that nothing was in the way. Everything was perfect. That was the awakening that nothing was in the way. Everything was on, it was in my way. It was on my way and it was in my favor. And since then I've been able to, so even situations like we're in now, yes, it can be depressing at times. Yes. It can be a moment of despair. Yes. It's confusing. Yes, I feel lost just like anyone else does, but I'm able to snap out of it much faster because I'm able to see the duality of the existence that we're in. What is your daily practice now? Now that you have become the doctor that you are, now that you have um, been down the path of spirituality and meditation, can you share with us what your daily practice is that you cannot live without? Yeah, so, you know, it's, just, it's funny because uh, it's not just because of the situation, but for several years, I've been noticing, even with, when I'm taking care of people with chiropractic, that people don't know how to breathe. And it's, it's ironic that uh, we're seeing a lot of people in the world with breathing problems. And, you know, I say this with the utmost love and respect to anyone that is currently having any difficulties. And it's because uh, I noticed that, you know, uh, so this is definitely something we need to learn to do every day. I don't always do the same type of breath work, but I always incorporate some kind of breath work. And if I can do it the first thing when I wake up in the morning, I find it to be beneficial. And, what I, what, and also going along with that, if I find it beneficial to move my body, if I have time, I'll do, I'll go for a run. I'll come back. I'll do an extended workout. If I don't have time, even the five minutes can change the tone of the day. You know, just the, the combination of movement, breathing, meditating, maybe journaling, writing, listening. There's no, I don't believe there's a, I don't have a set formula, but it's, it incorporates elements of moving, breathing, meditating in some fashion. It's not always the same. Uh, it's sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter, but I think having this practice is vital for me and, and I can only speak for myself, right? Everyone's going to be different. And what is it that you know today that you've learned that you wish you knew earlier in life? <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, as I mentioned, I don't think that would change anything, but if that could change anything, it'd probably be like, uh, I'd probably tell myself, Hey, um, those people over there that you're arguing with, just go, just give them a hug. It's going to be fine in the end. Where you are right now, you're going through this struggle because it's going to show you something later on. Right now, you don't need to figure, you don't need to figure it out right now. Just trust 
that life will show you what you need to be shown in the right moment. And so trying to figure out the whole world at 18 or 20, uh, it's not going to happen. Just know that in due time, what's meant to be revealed to you will be. If you ask the right questions, if you set yourself on a path of discovery, of self-mastery, of love, then the universe will say, okay, you were a jackass, but now you're trying to make a change. We'll give you, we'll give you, they won't give you everything. It will give you a little glimpse into what your reality is and what's possible. And that triggers the continual process of evolution that I'm still on and I will continue to be on throughout my whole life. And that's why you're a student of life. And I know that uh, one of the great things that you shared with, uh, with me earlier today was that you, you know, you want to be able to, you know, tell people, go experience the world. You won't get you won't get that at any seminar or in a book. So the, the, you know, the school of life is very, very important in your eyes. Yeah, for sure. And what, and, and going back to your last question, even you just, as you, as you mentioned, this it just reminded me of something. I tell a lot of people who are in a transition between high school to college university is to, if you can, I know you can't always, you know, it depends on the situation of the person. If you can take a pause and travel, or simply, if you can't, if you don't have the means to travel, just just work somewhere. And and if you don't know, if you don't have any skills, just go for work for free for somebody, and just get out there and start experiencing the world, because it's the it's it's the you know we we're forced to pick at 16 years old. Like, what are you going to be the rest of your life? How do you know what you're going? You don't even know who you are. How can you pick what you're going to be? <laughs> so for, it's like saying. Uh, it's like writing a thesis on an orange when you never tasted the orange. It makes zero sense. You have to understand your existence before you can make any conclusions about it. And, and who's to say you have to do the same thing forever? Why, why can't it be that I'm allowed to change my mind? Why can't it be that I can evolve? I can uh, dive into different things. Why is it that you have to stay the same? Or you don't have to stay the you, we are not We are not born to be a robot. I know there are many people in the world who would wish that we were, but it's, 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 we have a, our, our soul, our spirit, our inner drive, whatever you want to call it, our consciousness is going to take us to our soul's highest purpose. And in the Greek, in Greek, in, it's called telos, right? You tell us, you, you're probably aware of this. No matter how ridiculous we end up becoming, something is going to always try to push us back to our, highest, our soul's highest purpose. I don't remember what your question was, but yeah, that, that's oh, where we got to right now. <laughs> that's great. That's great. You see, this is a fine example of what needs to be said is just going to up. So I'm sure someone out there really needed to hear that. And it's beautiful. And uh, we're coming down to a close of, uh, of this uh, uh, beautiful opportunity that we had with uh, Dr. Marwin. Um, where do you see yourself in five years from now, Dr.? Uh, if I answered this five years ago, I wouldn't expect I was where I am now. So how can I say where I'll be in five years? But, you know, of course, I believe it's important to make goals and visions and all these things. And the reason is I'll explain why. Right. So in five years, I'd love to be serving thousands of people, if not hundreds or millions through my uh, chiropractic work with my hands, through my podcast to the listening world. 
and through what you know the programs online programs i'm building because as you know i don't need to really remind anyone i think we're going to be whether we want to or not we're going to be forced into a digital world uh, and i think what this time is teaching me at least is i can't rely on one way of serving people it has to be and i know that's what we're doing with the podcast it has to be multi-dimensional because even us students of life or spirituality can we forget that yes our life is actually multi-dimensional having a one one vehicle is very dangerous way to live we have to understand that we can and, and what a great time to be alive we live in this time where we can reach people in many ways um what was your question again <laughs> where do you see yourself in five oh, yeah. years it's all good it's all good because you know you're obviously painting a beautiful right. picture of this path that you're on yeah so and then fast forward to five years from now i mean i know that uh you know uh you're single so any any listener out there dr marwin is up for grabs here so line up girls <laughs> So hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, that is part of the process or the plan or something that. You oh, absolutely! In your life. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've always wanted to have a family, and I, I, I jokingly say I want to build an army of children, but you know, I, mean, I think it can come true. I, you know, there's the one school of thought will tell you where well, we don't need that many more people on the planet, uh, but you know, I think there's a purpose for it. So, 100%, 100%. I, I think we can fit everyone in we can fit everyone in just about <laughs> every child born is hope that uh, is hope for the rest of the world you know every yeah. child born brings hope for tomorrow yeah. so that's definitely huge. and i and i always i always see in a, a baby's eye like i feel they have more wisdom than we do right i think the times you have the most wisdom is when you arrive in the world and when you're about to leave is because i think that's when we're closest to source in between we make a mess of things but in the in the in the in the beginning and the end i think we, we should be listening to these people as much as we can even though the baby can't speak it's uh, the body language and 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 you know they you have to remember they are perceiving things as well so how we behave around them especially in this time is so important because they they might not tell you but they are listening and picking up everything and they are actually teaching they're here to teach us something and we should be paying a lot more attention to the little ones Yes, definitely. I don't argue with any point there. Now, um, Dr. Marwin, uh, if someone wanted to, uh, to get a hold of you, um, what is your podcast? Where can they get a hold of you? And I definitely will be putting that um, on the podcast as well as the YouTube. Uh, so anyone that does not have a pen or paper, um, you do not need to jot it down. As soon as I have that, I will make sure that I upload that as well go ahead oh yeah thank you for that yeah my podcast is back called back to being and you know you can find me on all the social media platforms just about someone's still in construction but it'll be up soon and uh, yeah and uh, if you want to find me in another way well you're gonna have to wait because i'm on lockdown right now but if I, when i am traveling the world and practicing i'll be i'll be happy to take care of you with my with my head heart and hands as well but wherever you are in the world yeah my podcast back to being is the way is the way to get there wonderful well thank you so much for joining us today it absolutely has been a privilege to have you on and to share in in your journey and not only your journey but give us great wisdom uh to to uh reflect on so thank you so much for that 
And for the listener out there, I'm Solyndra Buller, your host of Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. Until next time, have a wonderful day.